I want me some glory hope. Welcome to the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, SoundCloud, YouTube, or on iHeartRadio. We thank H and the Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. I am your host, Bo Sebas, and I'm joined as always here on the Sports Patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy? All right, Bo Sebas, here we go, divisional round playoffs, and thank God, because that super wildcard weekend was not... So super duper for, <laughs> for us. But I am going to take a shallow howl approach to the rest of this China flu football season. I am going to love and treat like a princess this fat, ugly, hair lip, cankle having 50% winning season <laughs> like it's never been loved before. And listen, the reason I'm doing it is simple because the beautiful, 60% winning season floozy will be so jealous that that poor <laughs> bag will run over here as fast as she can and jump on our dicks next year and love us long time. So come on over here, you division around fat ass. Let Longhorn make love to all your sweaty rolls and crevices. Oh, oh don't act all disgusted over there, Bocephus. You've taken plenty of fatties as my wingman. <laughs> now, whether you are here for the funny. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fucking fun when we need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn smiles. You'll be whistling symphony doodah out of your assholes. Or you are here for the money. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil doesn't fucking have any. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. You have come to the right place. Two questions for you people. Do you like football? What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. You ask a lot of stupid questions. My apologies, Mr. President. I'll do better. Do you like money? I'm a big fan of money. I like it. I use it. I have a little. I keep it in a jar on top of my refrigerator. I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come in. That's right, Adam Center. That's exactly where we come in. And we have weekly, monthly, and yearly packages to fit your needs. Go to our website, thefootballgloryhole.com, and hit us up for those free picks, premium picks, and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way, the winning way, the football glory hole way. Y'all know the drill by now. We will make you laugh. <laughs> we will make you cringe. Holy Santa Claus shit. But most of all, baby, we will make you a shit ton of money. Woo! 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 Ow! Love that money! Now, since we are that good and people do love us we have an additional youtube show youtube show in collaboration with 105.3 the fan in dallas called the degenerate with our very own bo Cephas right here and world famous rj choppy murray and against sauna left side swings this one holloway for three and i set fire to the rain watch this pour as i touch your face now with all that business out of the way, welcome, welcome to the world's 
number one football capping podcast, Bo Cephas, as always. Here on the sports patio, we got the TVs going. We got the beer heavily flowing tonight, and right now it is everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show. My friend, tell the people all about your horrible, disgusting cold beer here. Choice of the week. Well, thank you very much, sir. Sir, tonight I am drinking a Yingling. It is one of my favorite beers. I've mentioned Ah. it several times here on the podcast. It gets five out of five stars in the beer app. It is the oldest brewery in these great United States. And the reason, Longhorn, I am drinking it tonight, even though I have a very limited supply, because it's not Mm -hmm. sold here in Texas, is because it was announced today that coming this fall, Yingling is coming to Texas, baby. Now, Longhorn, you know I'm not one to overstate things, so I'll just say this. The move... This move from Yingling is easily the most important event that has happened in Texas history. Mm-hmm. Now, some people might think that eh, it's the Alamo. Well, the truth is the only reason why we fought down to the last man at the Alamo is because Davy Crockett brought like a dozen cases of Yingling with him from Tennessee, and everyone knew it was worth their last breath to defend that beer. And in fact, Longhorn Little, this is one of those little nuggets in history people don't know about, We were about to give up the Texas War of Independence on the concession that Santa Ana just gave us the leftover yingling from the Battle of the Alamo. But that dirty son of a bitch drank every last bottle. He sent a bottle cap back to Sam Houston in a letter that said, and this is I quote, I have the letter right here in my hand. Uh We gave the beer to the horses, see in San San Jacinto, and go fuck yourself, gringo. So, (laughs) it was the inspiration of the love that Texans had for Yingling beer that fueled our independence. And that is why to this day we say, remember the Alamo and pass me another Yingling. Man, I don't remember that from my history book and <laughs> Texas history class, but um, that's a pretty good story. I think we should I think we should definitely get that out to the kids as soon as possible. Yeah, it's going to be in the uh, republished edition this year, 2021. I'm pretty sure it's coming in textbooks near you. Thanks All right, baby. We've got to get into the podcast now. We're going to go over the good, the bad, and the art. Fucking kidding me. We're going to go over every NFL game this divisional playoff round and give you all those wins coming to the air tonight. But right now, before we get you paid, we got to get paid to do that. It's this week's sponsor. This week's sponsor is BetAnySports.eu. I said Bet. Sports.eu is the only place to go for online gambling. All sports' name suggests they got poker. They got full casino games. They've got the over or under how many invaders are going to drink our goddamn beer and make us fight for independence again. I'm kind of torn on the over or under that one at this point. I've got to be honest with you. But anyway, they got reduced juice. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Minus 105 most situations. (laughs) They got same day payouts. They welcome Bitcoin. They have the widest selections of props, parlays, and teasers on the internet. People, go to betanysports.eu. Put in code word glory hole. You get a 35% sign up bonus today. What does that mean? It means you just bought us $1,000. You get back $1,350. You win. You take their money with our picks. You're winning money on top of money on top of fucking money, baby. It's betanysports.eu. Code word glory hole. One more time. I said bet. Hey! Sports.eu. Code word glory hole. And now it's time for the good. Oh, that's good. That's good! Well, that's just fucking great! That's just fucking great! The bad! This is bad? 
Is this bad? Well, that's fucking not good. And the are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? God damn it, are you fucking with me? All right, and as always, we start with the good, and the good last week was us on the player props 2-0 and oh, that my good buddy Longhorn posted on the website. Boys and girls, Longhorn is on a 5-0 and oh run on player props posted on the website. If you're not getting on this shit, you gotta get on it, because you are just fucking, you're just pissing away money. This dude is fucking on fire. Yeah, and I can't, you know, like, we're going to get into the good or the bads coming up, but, like, I'm so excited and looking forward to next year because we're going to incorporate so many new things into next year. We've already talked about it with the player props, the teasers, the end games that we're going to be uh, getting out to people. Like, our our business model is going to explode in not only volume but in, in positive units next year and all these little avenues and branches on the tree that we get to exploit and uh, and uh, turn it into profit for for you and for us. So I just, man, I can't wait. I'm super excited. Uh, I will be putting out some more player props this weekend. And um, it's just another avenue to make some money. And, uh, yeah, it, it, what, what it does is it can, it can save our ass on some shitty weekends it can it can be extra bonuses on good weekends it's just a it's a great little avenue to to uh take advantage of yeah speaking of those end games so i gave it to a couple people that uh you know messaged us on twitter uh that was yep. the second half under on the rams game we missed the initial under which we'll get to in a second but we hit the second half under which saved yourself a unit there and in the tampa bay game went back in after tampa bay minus four and a half or no minus yeah four and a half when they were only up by two Want some more money for people there that we got to push, but we got to move on to the bad. And the bad, it was fucking us. Uh, we had three winners the computer gave us. We said, nah, fuck all that. <laughs> I gave us the Colts for a win. We passed. We both liked the Rams, didn't play it. We both liked the Saints, didn't play them. So we chose three losers instead. And you know what, Longhorn? I have to say that in hindsight, that takes more talent than winning, honestly, because when you have three winners <clears throat> staring you in the face and three losers, and you pick all three <laughs> of the losers, I mean, that's fucking yeah. talent right there. That is fucking talent. I mean, welcome to the roller coaster of sports gaming. Like this is this is the constant struggle that we will have uh, throughout our entire career is uh, finding that perfect little balance of, you know. Are we going eighty percent numbers, ninety percent numbers, ten percent? Um, we got a we got a special game theory feeling on this one. Like finding that perfect little formula is what we have to find. And clearly, we did not have the magic potion last week. Good lord. Yep. And now we're gonna move on to the R U fuck I And this week, that award goes to one Mike Vrabel. So. Mike Vrabel, you're down by four. There are 10 minutes left in the game. You're on Baltimore's 40. It's fourth and two, and you punt. Now, somebody did the research on this, not me. And since 1990, in the playoffs, with under 11 minutes to go in a game, and plus territory in the fourth quarter, and you're down by 
less than one score, and it's fourth and less than five. Longhorn, how many times do you think people have punted in the history of fucking football? Uh, I was told that I would always have multiple choice for direct questions, sir. Okay, so A, uh, 7, B, 5, 3, 13, or D, 0. Uh, teacher, I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking zero! Oh, okay. Never! Mike Vrabel, you act all big and bad, but you know what? You're a giant bag of fucking vaginas. And you know Ooh. what? Not even the whole vagina, because you know, vaginas are awesome, Longhorn, as you know. Oh, but I do. you know what, Mike Vrabel, you know what you are? You're the, you're the bottom of the vagina lips. Like, you're right next to the taint. You're four centimeters... Four centimeters away from being an Good asshole. Spot. Good spot. You are a bag of the taint tickling part of the pussy lips, you Ooh. fucking cunt! It's been, it's been a little while for me, buddy. Uh, that kind of got me aroused. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and finish. Keep this going. Keep all this. Keep all this going. All right, boys and girls, it's time you all been waiting for. It's time to go over all of those wins coming in the air tonight, baby! And Longhorn, we're going to start up in Green Bay with those Packers. Our consensus six and a half point home favorites versus those L.A. Rams. Yeah, buddy. And this is probably my favorite matchup game of the playoff weekend. Um, you know, the matchups are the are going to be the key to this game. Actually, New Orleans and Tampa Bay is another one like that. And we'll get to that later. But. In this one, <clears throat> we know L.A. likes to stop the run, and they're good at it. We know they have a shutdown corner, probably the best one in football. Uh, we know they like to pound the rock and control. Probably to that. Yeah, he's definitely – well, I'll get to that in a second. Um, we'll, we know they like to uh, control the, the game with the running game, and they got, of course, their, you know, all-star, you know, all-pro left tackle back, Whitworth. Last week, and and uh, and it showed they were they were able to get that running game going. <clears throat> the key to this game is going to come down to golf, and it's what scares me the most. But if LA can get a lead with those great matchups that I'll get into in a second on defense versus Green Bay's offense, then it's really it really sets up great for the LA Rams. Uh, now let's get to the matchups that I'm talking about. You mentioned Ramsey, and if he, of course, is the best cornerback in football uh, but you know that i'm a pff pro football focus whore so i go off you know and i go off and i study a lot of these numbers throughout the year to give give us little you know little tidbits little matchup things that we can use in our advantage and basically in this game what i what i boiled it down to is green bay has a three person offense okay they got aaron jones in the running game and the passing game that he catches some balls out of the backfield but they got adams and they got Tunyon, who is a huge red zone threat for them, the tight end. Excuse me. Now, I'm sorry, it's Tunyon. Tun- Tunyon? Tunyon? Mm. Yeah. Mm. 
if I'm saying it wrong, my apologies to the Tunyon family. I don't really, <laughs> I, I don't care at this point. I'm just trying to do a handicap. I'm not worried about you know, your stupid. It, it, maybe it's Tungan. Maybe he's one of those weird white Tungan from uh, from the 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 island you know, of Tungan. Yeah, the the Hawaiian islands. I don't know. I think anyways, I'm, I'm thinking I'm part of the Tungan tribe. You're definitely not part of the Tungan. <laughs> you're, you're more of the. I don't know what you are actually. We're, that's that's still up for debate. Um, anyways, back to the matchups. Of course, Ramsey's the best corner in football, and he will somewhat slow down Adams if that's the way they choose to play this. But guess what? He's not even the highest-rated cornerback on the Rams roster. Uh, the, the guy on the other side, Williams, has a, a higher PFF ranking. Um, so they're they're loaded back there in the backfield, defensive backfield. Now I mentioned Tunyon, your your, your brother Tunyon. He, the way to stop him, you got to have a great safety. Well, guess what? They have the third-ranked safety in football that no one really knows about. John Johnson, out of a, he's a third-year player out of Boston College. Really sneaky, great defensive <laughs> football program. Uh, they always put out great defensive players, but he will be matched up against Tunyon to slow him down. So you got Ramsey shutting down, slowing down Adams. You got Johnson the third. Shutting down, slowing down Tunyon. Uh, and the rest of the interior and linebackers can focus on Aaron Jones, cause some, uh, some pressure on Rodgers. So th- this is really the way I see it going. The only thing, so that's why this whole handicap boils down to golf, because golf in the cold, golf with only four healthy fingers on his throwing hand, and golf under pressure can screw this up. Bocevas, I'll say a couple more things, and I'll throw it to you. If this was a regular season game in the sunshine of Green Bay, if there ever is any, I would be hitting the sounder right now. I'd be I'd be smashing the sounder here for the Rams to not only cover this game but win this game. Green Bay in the playoffs in the cold is a whole different animal, so I will give them that respect. Of course, I will give the respect to Aaron Rodgers also, but I will be leaning to those points because of these matchups. I just see... I see L.A. giving fits to the three things that make this Green Bay offense go, and it's Aaron Jones, um, Adams, and the and the tight end in the red zone, and they just have great, great matchups against that. So what do you got over there? All right, so first of all, I want to start everybody off with I, I, dig, I dug a lot through the data and trends and kind of what happens through the divisional round. So to preface – this whole our whole slate with this since 2010 so last 10 years of the playoffs in the divisional round home favorites are 18 and 19 ATS which obviously that means road dogs are 19 and 18 ATS which means historically this is coin flipping weekend which is why it's the best weekend of for football watching fans like this is your weekend right so historically two of these dogs will cover and two of the favorites will cover so the challenge is you got to pick the right ones, right? So, I lean with you heavily on the Rams here. And the best comp we have in this game is Tampa Bay because they're common opponents. And not because we I mean, we don't believe in the transitive property when it comes to football, but the Rams and Tampa Bay are both two top 10 offense and defensive efficiency teams in the NFL. There are only three of those in the entire NFL. Shocker, all three of them are still in the playoffs. Because that means you're really fucking good. So, you know, for people that say the stats don't matter, 
They kind of fucking matter. But anyway, now looking back what happened in the Tampa Bay-Green Bay game, Rodgers averaged 268 passing a game this year. In that game against Tampa Bay, he threw for 150 yards. And why? Because Tampa Bay sacked him five times. Now Longhorn, he's only been sacked 20 times all fucking years. 25% of his sacks came in that one game. Now, who has the number one sack percentage in all of the NFL? Probably the Rams. They do. So the Rams pressure the quarterback and sack on better than any other team in the NFL. And the other thing is Jalen Ramsey. Now, you said PFF ranks him not even the number one corner on his team, but here's some PFF numbers. These are from PFF, not my numbers. So when he's guarded uh, notable number one wide receivers this season, here's what he did against him. Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper had the best success. Seven catches for 57 yards. Stephon Diggs, one catch, four yards. Scary Terry for Washington, no catches. Allen Robinson for the Bears, one catch, 42 yards. Mike Evans, four catches, 40 yards. DeAndre Hopkins, he's pretty good. Three catches, 20 yards. DK Metcalf, one catch, 11 yards. DeAndre Hopkins again, two catches, 28 yards. DK Metcalf again last week, three catches, 33 yards. And none of those receivers had over 100 yards, no matter who was guarding them for the whole game. Now, Jalen Ramsey does not travel. They're a matchup defense. However, you and I have talked, I think that gives the Rams even bigger advantage because when Adams does line up on his side, obviously he's going to cover him very well. He covers every number one receiver. He is the only lockdown cornerback, true lockdown cornerback left in the NFL, I believe. But when he's when Adams is not there, I think the Rams can easily double him on the other side and not have to worry about whoever Rams lined up against because they're that's just over. Like, they're not going to catch shit. So, without Green Bay's number one guy, they can't be explosive. Now, they can be very efficient, you know, because that's what they do. But it's hard to be efficient if you're laying on your back. And I think that's where the defensive pressure for the Rams up front with their four, they, they very rarely blitz. And they still get home. That's what's really going to be upsetting to Rodgers. And I think this could be an upset alert. I really do. Like, I'm surprised you didn't hit the sounder here. I'm not going to push it. Oh. I'll take the six and a half. I, and here's the other thing, though. 83% of the money is coming in on the Rams. Or, sorry, mm. coming in on Green Bay. However, oh. however, this line opened at seven and a half. It's went down. So that tells you right there that the majority or the sharpest of that money is coming in on the Rams. So a lot, a lot of public, and we said this last week, these numbers get skewed when it comes to the playoffs. There's a lot more bets from, you know, the public add up to a lot more of the money, but the sharpest money is coming on the Rams. This, this, this line has went down a full point, Longhorn, even through the key number of seven. So I think we're on the right side. I think the Rams cover. I think they got a decent chance to win. Now, the golf thing is huge because – yeah. To win this game, the Rams have to score 20 points. I think we agree with that, right? Or to cover yeah. the game, they have to score 20. Yeah, to win it, probably 23-26. Right. So I think the the to- the score is going to be 26-20, 23-17, somewhere around in there. Either way, we're good at the 6.5. I like the Rams. Yeah, and, the only, and I'm telling you, the only thing that's not hitting that I won't hit the sounder on is because of the golf and the cold and the fingers. Also, you've got – you know, injury situation with Donald and Cooper Cup. Now they are expected to play, but 
you know, I can't responsibly hit the sounder here. Um, although I will be rooting so for them. Here, here's one. Here's the thing that stops me from calling it is because of McVay. Because let's let's face it, McVay is is a really really good fucking football coach. He wins way more than he loses. I don't know how many division titles he has now, but he's always right there in the mix. And he made a conscious decision to not start Jared Goff last week, even though obviously Jared Goff could play because he did. Right. Right. So that tells me that. Either Goff is not healthy enough to play, or McVay is that far down on him that he wanted to start John fucking Wolford over him in a playoff game. So, that scares me. Alright, yeah. Alright, moving on. We got Buffalo hosting those Baltimore Ravens there. Two and a half point consensus home favorite right now. Yeah. Now, <laughs> uh, we haven't talked a whole, whole lot about it. we talked some, but this is... I have no clue, Bocephus. Okay, this is the biggest coin flip game of the weekend to me. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to lean to Buffalo, even though I fully recognize that I'm going against probably the value and the, and the power rankings um, on this game. And bottom line is Lamar Jackson did something last week that he's never done before. He won a game down by 10, uh, not just a playoff game, but any game. Is that right? Like, it, it wasn't just playoff. It was any, any game? Any game. Right. So, okay, great. He was able to do that because Tennessee, who jumped out to a 10 to nothing lead, never scored again. Like, what? the? I mean, of course he was able to come back. And, Coach, I mean, ba- Coach Bag of Pussies wouldn't fucking yeah, work for it. Well, yeah. yeah. So, if you're going to break your record – or break your, um, you know, something you've never done before. That's the time to do it when a team gets up ten and literally doesn't score again. So, look, I'm not, I'm not going to be like, oh man, this, that's it. Lamar did it. Now he's ready to take off. No, like, like last week he, he threw for less than 200 yards, had one pick and zero touchdowns. Like he just did what he, what he always does. It's just Tennessee shut down and could, could not score anymore. You know, uh, and there, there's some issues there with their play calling and their their lack of creativity, but uh, Buffalo will not stop scoring. And, and, and if Baltimore falls behind 10 nothing to Buffalo, you can fucking forget about it. Um, there has been a tug of war here going on with the line uh, from three down to one. So it's kind of, you know, it's kind of going, it's kind of going back and forth. So whichever side you like, try to catch that wave. If you like Baltimore, try to catch them when they're on that upswing to you know two and a half and three and of course if you like Balt buff or yeah buffalo try to catch it when it's down closer to one um the matchups i don't it, it doesn't it looks ugly for for buffalo in the trenches i'm not gonna lie um in the trenches the the front seven for buffalo is ugly on pff and and obviously we know that Baltimore wants to establish that running game. That's the, that's really the only way that they can really win a game. It looks ugly, but you know sometimes numbers can lie a little bit. And um, with two quarterbacks that can make a mistake, and they are both young quarterbacks, so they are prone to playoff mistakes. They've both shown they can they can make those mistakes. I am going to lean to Buffalo simply because. I trust the quarterback a little bit more 
<laughs> that he won't completely shit down his pants. And he does have this year the element of pass and run. So simply because of that, in a coin flip game, I'm going to lean to Buffalo. But, man, what a tough game. It is, because if you go strictly by our power rankings, Baltimore is the better team, and they're getting points, so it should be a slam dunk to Baltimore. However, like you said, both of these are young quarterbacks, and everybody's celebrating Lamar like he's Tom fucking Brady or something because he finally won a playoff game, but like you said, he threw for 179 yards and a pick and zero touchdowns. I know everybody's like, oh, but he ran for 136 and a touchdown. That's part of his game. you got to grade that in. Great. I will grade it in. They scored 20 fucking points. So their offense isn't good. It's not sustainable. It's not efficient. And 20 points ain't going to do shit against Buffalo. I'm telling you that right now. So, but on the flip side of that, Josh Allen's numbers look great. He threw for 324, two touchdowns, zero picks. He ran for 54 yards and a touchdown. All against a much superior defense than what Lamar faced. Because, I mean, Tennessee's one of the worst defenses in the NFL. But, Longhorn, this is what I was watching for in this game. There were two drives in which... Josh Allen could have beat me because I was on a personal bet on the Colts, right? Yeah. And at the end of one drive, he had a terrible pass, a wide-open receiver on third down, so they ended up having to kick the field goal. Andy comes right back and scores a touchdown, so now they're only up three. And then Buffalo drives again, gets into any territory, and then Josh Allen inexplicably just goes fucking Tim Tebow, rolls back <laughs> for about 20 yards, and then fumbles the fucking ball. I mean, Buffalo was so fortunate just to win this football game. Yeah, yeah. They recovered it. They punt. They make the stop. But in the biggest moments, he pissed his fucking pants in front of everybody. So that element is still there in him. Now, what so, has me laying... What, what were you going to say? No, go ahead. Go ahead. I thought you were wrapping up. Go ahead. What has me laying Buffalo though, is they have faced the other, what we would call, premier running quarterback. And I don't mean running is that that's all they can do, but running to what, as the numbers have borne out in their career so far, they have to run for a certain amount of yards to have success, and that's Kyler Murray. Mm -hmm. In that game, Kyler Murray ran for 62 yards and two touchdowns. He threw for 245, and it still took a Hail Mary to beat the Buffalo team, which, by the way, was their last loss of the season. And some people might think, Oh, well, Arizona's defense is nothing like Baltimore's. Well, you're fucking wrong. They're number 9 and 10 in DVOA defense. They're right there together. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to tell me that Lamar can account for over 300 yards and three touchdowns, and it's still going to take a fucking Hail Mary to beat me, you know, because Allen's going up essentially against the same defense, so I would expect a similar performance from him. Right. And on top of that, the Ravens have only played two teams with a more efficient offense then Buffalo, that's Kansas City. They got fucking boat raced. And it was the Titans, which they split with on the season. They lost 1-1-1. So I lean Buffalo here as well, especially under the three points. It's at three at a couple different books. Grab it at two and a half if you like Buffalo, but I'm with you here. Man, it's just such a – I really cannot wait to watch this game. Uh, it, we just talked about it at the opening, both Steve, it's about power rankings staring us in the face and not taking them. Um and we talked about that delicate, that delicate balance of like when do you throw that one out? And so, you know, it's it's man, we could we could look back on the, you know, next week we'll be saying ah well, fucking Baltimore was right there staring us and we we fucking didn't take them, but you know, that's that's why they play the games, both Cephas. 
That is why they play the games. And speaking of playing games, they're going to play one in Kansas City, and they are laying 10 fat-ass points, though, to your Cleveland Browns. <laughs> you know, I've been taking your shit all year about <laughs> the your Browns, your Lions, and then and then you like to claim oh, your they Jags. were your Lions. They oh, were but your Lions. That's fine, but they, were, they used to be my Jags. Now they're your Jags. It's like you just... You just whenever you pick and choose whenever you're like a hey you're I, like a I hated Blake Bortles and I love the mustache I don't know what to tell you I don't know what you're to like tell you. you're like a Democrat good for thee not for me <laughs> that's 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 how you like to do anyways so listen I'm gonna be real, I'm gonna be real honest with you you did so much great work on this game that I what what was the point of me doing it so why don't you take it away and um, I love we've talked about it so I love what you came up with in this one and uh ex- expose it to the people all right so here's where the public's at on this one you know and we're and we're with them at this point we've been telling you for some time the kc is not as dominant as they were last year at this time we've been telling you they're not as good because they're not right. they're one and a half point worse in our power ranking this year at this time than they were last year cleveland is coming off its first playoff victory I mean, might as well be ever. Fucking who knows when the last one was. <laughs> sure. They went on the road. They beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, which people of Cleveland know they don't ever mm. beat Pittsburgh in any situation. And now they're getting 10 points. So, of course, the public loves fucking Cleveland. How? How? I mean, I listen to Colin Coward today. How? I don't, I, I don't understand. I don't get it. <laughs> I, how can Cleveland be getting 10 points? I don't get it. Right? Yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty good calling. Yeah. So, here's why. Cleveland is the squarest of square dogs in this weekend. 85% of the tickets are coming in on Cleveland. The public loves Cleveland, and yet that line has not moved one inch. And that was the thing that was confounding calling the most. The line hasn't moved. And that's because Vegas is going to clean fucking house in KC winning big. First of all, the Browns are an average football team at best. They have a negative point differential on the season. They're 25th in DVOA defense. The only thing they do that's impressive is run the football. But if you look at Kansas City, they're 31st against stopping the run. So people say, oh, there it is. There's Cleveland's key. They might just win. You know, they might just, well, they just run over. They just keep the ball away from home. They're going to win. But if you dig deeper into that number, what you see is when Kansas City does face teams, they know are going to run. So teams that are top 10 in rushing play percentage, in other words, the percentage of plays they call run versus pass. So top 10. Baltimore, they played that team, smoked them. Patriots, smoked them. Saints went to New Orleans. They were up by two scores late in that game. Can't, or New Orleans did score late, cut it to three, make it look better than it was, but it was really pretty dominating. The Browns are number four in the league at rushing player percentage. This plays right into Kansas City's hands. And here's the final point on this one. And I promise you, boys and girls, you won't hear this on any other podcast. You won't hear it on any other radio show. You won't hear this fucking anywhere else in America. Period. Because mm. everybody's so confused in this game. Since 2010, home favorites of 10 or more points are 6-1 ATS in the divisional round. Now, every trend is only as good as the theory is behind it. My little theory on this, Longhorn, you can tell me if you disagree. When you get to the divisional rounds, it's only... You know, eight teams, so top 25% of the league. So if you make the top 25%, but Vegas still tells you you're 10 points worse 
than the team mm-hmm. that you're playing, it probably tells me you don't really belong in the top 25%, which is exactly what the numbers are telling us. But the most delicious part about this trend, of the six losers ATS of the dogs, all six of those were outscored by their opponents on the season. The one winner in 10 years worth of data was last year, the Tennessee team, which we gave you Tennessee straight up versus Baltimore, where they, they were the only team that had a positive season total point differential. The only They're the only road dog to cover. And then I went on top of that, went back another five years just to make sure. So since 2005, 15 years, this trend is 7-3. and three. And again, all seven losers on the dog side, negative point differential, all three winners, positive point differential. So what that's telling you is you're getting a 70% trend, but inside of that 70% trend, you're getting 100% of that 70% trend by going with Kansas City here. And you're not going to get that anywhere fucking else but right here on fgh baby yeah and folks that's how you call your shot and that's that's how you uh slap it on the table and this reminds me a lot of last year although it's this scenario is different because look this is a huge favorite kansas city but it kind of plays because they are like cleveland is the darling cleveland is the you know heavy favorite as an underdog like it's weird phrasing but they are the the team that everybody wants to take and so i love the work you did on this you you know completely convinced me and um man i i love it like let's let's go i listen i don't need much convincing to go against baker in the playoffs so i mean let's let's fucking get that all right, baby, we'll move on to the last game of the week, and it's those New Orleans Saints, and they are minus three-point consensus right now versus those top of Brady Buccaneers. Yep, and this one was one of my easiest ones, sadly, for me. Um, there is just a fundamental matchup disadvantage here for Tampa Bay. There just has to be uh, for, for them and, and Tom Brady. Obviously, there's only been two games played between these two. One was the very first game of the season, and um, obviously, and uh, I don't remember the week. Was it Week Ten? They played the, the, the second last, one. Yeah, the, the last one. Yeah. Okay. It, underlying stats suggest that it wasn't close in either one. So, you know, I couldn't really find any digging into it, any reason why, other than the one thing I did find that was was. Um, could be a reason why at least at least if you take new orleans offense versus tampa's defense devin white who is a fantastic is it devin white i think it's his first name the linebacker for tampa bay who came out of lsu he is a fantastic young linebacker but he struggles mightily in pass defense and kamara eats his ass up uh, so one of the worst rates Whoa. Sir, this is a family show. We're going to talk about eating ass. Sir, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I already told you a little bit of a drought, and you can't be be throwing those sexual things at me when when I'm in the middle of a handicap. I'm going to fucking plow right through and get right back on track here. Uh, Yeah, so Kamara is going to... 
destroy him? Is that is that better? Is that that's there's no yeah yeah sure yeah he's gonna destroy him. So, um, and I, and then God, you threw me completely off. Why do you do that? Why <laughs> why do you do that? So there have been three games all year this year that have had Breeze, Kamara, and Michael Thomas, where they have all three played only three times. And get this, Bocephus, twice. Two of those games were against Tampa, and the other one was last week against Chicago, and they basically rolled in all three. I mean, last week is a debatable roll because, you know, I, no, I think they, they went. They dominated that game. It, right. I and, mean, if the, kid I, catches the, if the kid catches that initial touchdown for Chicago, Maybe the game is different for sure, but but he didn't. When, that, and they, when he didn't, it was over. They shut it down. I I, th- I sincerely think New Orleans shut it down. Knew they were going to win. Didn't want to put anything on tape. And um, you know, Kamara barely had any catches out of the backfield, which we know is a huge, huge part of their offense. They didn't do any of that. Uh, I think they're saving it all for this week. They let Taysom Hill try to throw an actual pass. Yeah, they were just interception. Like, they were doing bullshit. They were, yeah. you know what? Sean Payton's one of the top, you know, what two, three, four coaches in the league. He he is absolutely someone that can pull a Belichick and um, sabotage some some stats, muddy them up, make them make some tendencies not look like they uh, should. Specifically, looking forward to future weeks and future playoff opponents. Like he's. He is he's playing chess when other people are playing checkers for sure. So I think this week, uh, as as much as it pains me to say it, because I am holding a fifty dollar ticket that pays five thousand dollars on Tampa Bay Woo! to win to win the Super Bowl. I, I might as well light it on fire right now, Bosevis, because New Orleans is gonna roll in this game. They're gonna roll them for the third time. Just a bad matchup, and that is my probably my it's tied for my second strongest lean of the week, so take it away. Try to try to pull me off of it. I don't think you can. Well, don't burn that ticket just yet, because <laughs> I just got word that Stephon Diggs is going to show up out of nowhere and miss a PI call. Mm-hmm. It's going to fuck the Saints. No. Uh, and get Tampa Brady to uh, the NFC Championship game. I hope you're right, but no. no. Yeah. No. So I am completely torn in this game. I have no lean. I. I love the research you did on it. I love the fact that, you know, the three biggest factors on offense, you know, that research you did was fucking fantastic. You know, I, I don't have much on it here. So here's a couple of trends and a couple of misnomers I'm going to dispel right now. So everybody says, oh, it's so hard to beat, you know, a team for the third time. Well, I think that actually the team wins like 66% of the time for the third time. So that's not actually oh. true. Wow. But against the spread, which is what we care about. So this is very specific. So two division teams playing each other. So two division in division teams playing each other for the third time where the one division team has won the first two matchups in this round. So specifically this round. Okay. Historically since 2002. So we're looking, you know, almost 20 years of data here. They're three and four ATS. So in other words, the Saints side is three and four ATS. That's not a strong trend. That's a coin flip, you know. So that's nothing to disparage what you're saying. Uh, now the home favorites just in a divisional matchup in the divisional round. So two divisional teams playing again. So the, for the third time, 
if other other than the, other than the one team winning both, so in other words, they split or the other team, whatever it does, it doesn't matter. The home favorite is one in four ATS, so not really the same situation. So basically, you're looking at a coin flip, and then that other trend really doesn't qualify for this game. I hope that you're wrong. I'm rooting for your five thousand. I'm rooting for oh, Tom Brady. Me too, for sure. Uh, but man, there's got to be something fundamental or fundamentally that New Orleans does that Tampa just can't handle. Because how often have we seen Tom Brady not be able to figure out a team within two times already? In the first game. Looked a lot better it was because Tampa Bay jumped out to us. I was actually rewatched that game last night. Tampa jumped out to a 7-0 lead and then really couldn't do much after that. And then the last game, god damn, that was just a fucking ass whooping from the jump. Now Brady had his worst game of the season that game, and that shit does happen, right? Cool. And I don't think that's going to happen again. But still, even if it doesn't, let's, let's say they both play their best games. These in our power rankings, these teams are separated by less than one tenth of a point. So in other words, they're even on even on even. So if that's if that's what it really is, then yeah, you're getting margin for sure to Tampa Bay, which had mm-hmm. me leaning that way. But again, like you said, the unlocking factors with Thomas and Kamara mm-hmm. and Breeze all playing in only three games this year, I think you're gonna see the best New Orleans team and the best New Orleans team might outweigh what we've seen lately from the best, which we have seen the best of Tampa Bay. There's no doubt about that for sure lately. And that game last week, though, you know, they, they let some kid, you know, named after a fucking skunky beer, <laughs> you know, tear up their secondary, and their secondary sucks. So if they can't get pressure on Breeze uh. and they can't handle Kamara out of the backfield, which I think is really the biggest thing, because Breeze at this point is, to me, Peyton Manning, his last season where he, I mean, he couldn't throw a football from me to you right now, Longhorn. There's no fucking well. He couldn't. There's no chance. But he still won a Super Bowl because he knew exactly where to go with the ball before it was snapped and got it out there. He, I mean, he was throwing balls in less than two seconds to guys that weren't even on the fucking screen yet. And they were just running and catching these ducks. And that's where Breeze is at. And if he can do that, which I think he can against the Tampa secondary. Man, Bra- this, I'll say this. If Tom Brady's going to win this game and you're going to be wrong – then this might be his best performance of all time. Oh, it's gonna it's gonna be right up there with that comeback against Atlanta. Um, you know, again, we talked about this at the beginning of this podcast. When do we when do we decide to throw a power ranking lean out? And to me, just looking before the games have played, this is the one to throw out simply because Michael Thomas has missed so much time. Breeze has missed time, you know, and had to had to build that arm string back up. Like this is because we don't. I don't feel like we have a true number on New Orleans and their power rankings for the whole season, simply because of those three stars that have missed time. So if if I was to throw out a power ranking game, this would be the one to go against it and take New Orleans, which which makes me worried about my lean to Buffalo and thinking that I might be. That might be the one that we that haunts us. Let's, I mean, like I said before, that one might be the one that haunts us when we talk next week. True, but to your point, and so people just pull back the curtain a little bit how our power rankings work. When two teams play, you know, there's generally either an upgrade, downgrade, if it's a true victory. Like sometimes we'll like 
Sometimes two teams will play. The Packers will play, you know, Minnesota. And it doesn't matter what the score is, what are, the underlying stats are what drive our power rankings. And sometimes, you know, I mean, Minis- or, uh, Packers could win by, you know, 15 points. And we'll see minuscule movement in either team's power rankings because the underlying numbers say, yeah, they won, but, you know, it's 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 because of, you know, confluency of different factors why they really won. It wasn't really how well they played. They didn't really play well enough to beat them by 15 points. That's not how that works, which mm-hmm. is why we win so much because – our numbers don't follow the public, you know, ebb and flow. Our numbers stay where the numbers should be. However, in both those games that they played, Tampa Bay played New Orleans, Tampa Bay got downgraded significantly both times, and New Orleans got significantly upgraded both times because it was a true dominance in those two games. And that is why I think that my boy Tommy is probably going down, and you're probably going to be fucking right, and I'm sorry for your ticket. But you know what? <laughs> It's Tommy Magic, so don't burn it up. Don't just don't just hang oh, on. Just hang on. Man. Just hang on. I've seen I've seen Tom Brady do some amazing things. So yeah, I'll I'll, I'll be glued to the TV and um, and looking for some. It, that that was our last game. So listen, keep in touch with us during the games because we are going to probably be sending out some end game stuff. Uh, so you know, look, just when the game starts, don't put your phone down because we, we might be hitting you up. That's right, baby. And with that, that was all those wins that are coming in the air tonight, baby! All right, boys and girls, it's time you've all been waiting for. It's time for that free, I said free, NFL pick of the week, baby. That is right, and this week the NFL free pick is going to be a two-team teaser. I am going to take those Green Bay Packers. I'm going to try to stick as close as I can to the Stanford Wong teaser theory that is, has the most value. I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers down to minus half a point. And because we talk so much about Baltimore and how scary that is going against power rankings, uh, I am going to take them up from either two and a half to eight and a half, three to nine, whatever you can get it at. So the free NFL free pick of the week is going to be the Green Bay Packers down to a half and Baltimore up to either eight and a half or nine. And that's the NFL free pick of the week. Now, the Moneyline Parlay. The best I could do this week and being, you know, honest about it is getting to a seven and a half to one winner. And the way I did it is I put the Rams and I put them in at plus seven. So you might have to buy that half point. That's okay. Just buy it. Uh, I put them in at plus seven. And then I got Buffalo on the money line. I got Kansas City minus nine and a half. If you have to buy down nine and a half, do it. That's fine. And then I put New Orleans on the money line. So once again, Rams plus seven, Buffalo money line, Kansas City minus nine and a half, and New Orleans money line. That pays seven and a half to one. And let's fucking get this parlay. Man, if there's anybody who knows about teasing two Stanford dogs at the same time, it's my buddy Longhorn. So why don't you tell me about that fabulous website one more time? That is definitely not what I said. Uh, <laughs> you, should, <laughs> you need to read the book. Anyways, uh, all right, you Glory Hill Seekers, that's going to wrap up another award-winning episode of the Football Glory Hill Podcast. We thank each and every one of you for tuning in. Oh, and by the way, man, 
the numbers are are just really starting to take off and thank you so much for you know telling a friend thank you for tuning in and, and downloading keep that momentum going and uh, next year is going to be just fucking amazing so y'all come back to the sports patio next week and don't forget to subscribe and give us a five star rating so we can pay those bills hit us up on any of our social medias and don't forget to subscribe to both our youtube channels the football glory hole and the degenerate with rj choppy we give out free picks on our website on our podcast and also on a youtube quick hit so people stop being sports stupid and use them all but more importantly Sign up for those premium picks at our website so we may become partners for life and both Cephas as always in a mostly non-sexual way. People, stop throwing away your hard-earned money on a guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up, tell a friend, and join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. Come on. God damn it, people never pay a book again. Steven Tyler, take a cell, baby!